Welcome to our second session of uh, lounge discussions where we are just busy speaking about the times and what God is doing in this season. This is most probably one of the most awkward seasons I've been in in my whole life or experience. Uh, and I must say, I don't, I don't think there's ever been a season like this one that we had. But before we just jump in, let's quickly have a prayer and then we're going to um, jump into this morning. Father, thank you, Lord, for your great mercy and for your love, for your peace, your joy, your kindness that leads us to repentance. Thank you, Father, that there's a, a good thing that you have in store for us. And even in this season that we can have so much expectation. And Lord, that we know that many are the plans of a man's heart, but you are busy directing our way. And Father, that there's no fear in our hearts because we have instructed our hearts to discern what the Holy Spirit wants for this season. Thank you, Lord, that you are kind and good and that your, your, your presence is upon us. But more than that, that your character can point us in this season exactly to the way that you want us to be. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Um, so I'm just going to read a portion of scripture that I read this morning and what I want to share. And then we're going to just open up the, uh, the platform just to speak. So now the serpent was more crafty than any other beast. It's Genesis 3 verse 1. That was crafty more than any other beast of the field that the Lord God has made. And he said to the women, Did God actually say, You shall not eat of any tree in the garden? And the women said to the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the tree in the garden, but God said, You shall not eat of the fruit of the tree that is in the midst of the garden, neither shall you touch it, lest you die. But the serpent said to the woman, you will not surely die. Again, we see that old crafty snake just being um, coming against God from the beginning. That was his intention. Verse 5. For God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be open and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was a delight to the eyes... And that the tree was to be desired to, to make one wise. She took of the fruit and ate. And she also gave some to her husband who was with her. And he ate. Her husband that was with her. And he ate. And then the eyes of both were opened and they knew that they were naked. And they um, sewed thick leaves together and made themsel um, themselves loincloths. And they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called to the man and said to him, Where are you? And he said, I heard the sound of you in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. And he said, Who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten of the tree of which I commanded you not to eat? And the man said, The woman whom you gave to me to be with me, she gave me the fruit of the tree, and I ate. And then the Lord God said to the woman, What, what is this that you have done? And the woman said, The serpent deceived me, and I ate. And the Lord God said to the serpent, Because you have done this, cursed are you above all livestock, above the beasts of the field, on your belly you shall go, and in the dust you shall eat all the days of your life. I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your offspring and her offspring. 
He shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel. And to the woman he said, I will surely multiply your pain and childbearing and pain. You shall bring forth children. Your desire shall be contrary to your husband, but he shall rule over you. And, Adam, and to Adam he said, because you have listened to the voice of your wife and have eaten from the tree of which I commanded you, you shall not eat of it. Cursed is the ground because of you. In pain you shall eat of it all the days of your life. Thorns and thistles it shall bring forth for you, and you shall eat the plants of the field. By the sweat of your face you shall eat bread, till you return to the ground. For out of it you were taken, and for you, for you are dust, and to dust you shall return. And the man called his wife's name Eve, because she was the mother of all living. And the Lord God made for Adam and for Eve garments of skin and clothed them. Clothed them. I'm just going to read up until there. Now, the, the one thing that stood out for me about this scripture that I read this morning, and I want to go and see if I can get it. Verse 6 in Genesis 3 verse 6, it says, So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was a delight to the eyes, and that the tree was to be desired to make one wise. She took off the fruit and ate, and she also gave to some to a husband who was with her, and he ate. Now, surprisingly to me is how Adam and Eve, well, we all know they ate themselves out of a garden, but how, uh, as I sat with the Lord about this portion of Scripture, the Lord said to me, Matthias, I still have a, a garden for you guys installed this was the original ma mandate rule reign take dominion and inhabit the earth so multiply and in in inhabit the earth so these are some of the original commands which god gave and the one thing that i just saw just coming out of the season or the dispensation of the eye is how the woman was moved by what she saw and when we look at the women in the church we must always remember that the women in the church always symbolizes the the women in scripture always symbolizes the church so here we see that, that the woman saw, she, she, was in, she, she had a season of seeing, and from there they went to eating. So we know we are now in the, this next dispensation, 57881, which is the dispensation of the mouth. It's all about speaking, all about declaring, uh, or all about, and, and what I saw is, is how they miss it, the first, the prototype of us, they had to discern what God was saying. They, had to, they were deceived by the serpent by what they saw. They were misled. And all of a sudden, we see that they ate. They ate the promise away. And that's something I wanted to, what I just got aware of when I re read this scripture was, we are living in such harsh, harsh times that we must be, know that the devil is out there. He's crafty than any other beast in the field. And that he's busy to, he wants to deceive us by what we see. And then he wants to mislead us to go and take in what, what lies or whatever he is twisting things. So remember in the, in the previous session we spoke and we said that man shall not live from bread alone, but from every word that comes out of the mouth of God. And so I believe this season is one where we, we should say, Lord, what's coming out of your mouth? What can we consume? We remember the, the story of the prophet. It's just coming to my mind where the prophet ate the scroll and it was, was sweet in his mouth but bitter in his stomach. And there's something about this season where I really believe that God is doing such a unique thing. But let's speak about the times that we're in. Um, what's going on all around us? We, we, see, we, we see all over governments falling and um, 
that's, that's influenced, hard lockdowns that's happening, this whole coronavirus that, that came out of um, China and um, uh, that's taking over and uh, uh, there's all these mixed emotions and ultimately I believe that the church is the answer. I believe that we should have a word from God. I believe that we should give clear instruction and direction of what God wants us to do next. And then I believe that even though we might be in the, in the midst of circumstances, that we must trust God to have the best season with the best things in mind. Because we are seated in heavenly places, are we not? Okay, so let, let's open up. Is there anyone that wants to maybe just add or say something? You're welcome. Yes, it's, it's interesting for me. Like, just we cannot deny the fact that the enemy's hand is upon the world. I think anybody that is oblivious to the fact that Satan plays a whole role with, with everything, with the COVID, with the manipulation, with, with the media, with everything. He, his plan never changes. His, his, his attack and his, the way that he attacks never changes. Interesting for me, when, when, when you read that, it's just the, the way that it was pleasing to their eyes and then they ate. And, and it just it stands out for me the way that the media at this stage Nobody knows what is true or not. Nobody knows. Everybody is confused. We don't know what can we believe, what can we not believe. This, uh, uh, the, 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 the enemy's attack on knowing that whatever he shows us by the media, whatever our eyes see, by that way he can control what we feel. He can control the way we think. He can push us into a direction of emotion because that is what he shows us. And um, I think... It's interesting, I think, how much we as the church have, we just, we just eat up everything that the media says. We just eat up everything that they show us or what they say. And, and I think it's, it's an attack on the church, it's an attack on our personal life that we need to understand that we need to be able to discern what to eat up and what not to eat up. And, and not, not only take the wisdom of the world, but God says that He's given us a heavenly wisdom. So there's a separation and then just when it comes to on Satan himself, um, I heard a quote that says that in, in Genesis we find Satan as a serpent. Again, we see him in the Revelation and he's a dragon. Somebody is feeding that joker. And, and, and I, I'll never forget that, that quote. And it just stands out for me about how much we, we find him and we feed the, the enemy. We, f we, feed on, we feed him. And what is actually the problem becomes much better greater because we entertain the, 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 these ways. We entertain the way that He operates. So I think for me it's just that we need to ask God for discernment. What to eat up, what not to eat up. And, and really trust the Holy Spirit to guide us in all wisdom and not just the wisdom of the world that He's, he's showing us. Otherwise we are feeding this devil and he becomes a dragon and we are all feeling that we are it positions us that we are the ones that are getting beaten. But just to get perspective, Christ has already overcome the devil. He's already defeated him on the cross. So just to get that heavenly perspective, he's not as big as the world tries to make him or as he tries to make himself. Yeah, amen. Amen. Um, I want to, um, what you said, Armand, is, is the truth. Because even the devil, he wants to bring fear in our lives. I mean... Like you said, you, you get this story and you get this story. Or this person says this or this is what the news say. You don't always know what's the truth, what what this one says. Do you believe it? And th that's what the devil wants to do. He wants to bring fear. And like um, Matai says that of our tongue is now for, for this year. 
and what do we speak? What does come out from us? What do we, we say? No, um, I don't believe in this or, or now I'm believing in this. I'm just going to sit in my house. I'm just going to sit and cry. I'm just going to get depressed. And then, okay, but what did the Lord say about your word or your prophetic word? Or what did the Lord say? What's going to go f f um, for your future? And the thing is, your, even your children sees what you're doing. I mean, we have three boys, and um, we learn our boys. I mean, Aiden is old enough to understand, and we learn, we teach him that he's a, he's a leader. He must, he must believe. We tell him what does the word say, what is going, f what is going to happen. And he asked me, yes, Mom, because this morning he was reading his Bible and he was praying. I said, yeah, but that's not all we must do. You must go into worship. You must um, build a relationship with the Lord. And that's what we, we all must do is build a relationship with the Lord and listen. Don't, even when the, the tongue is now for this year, don't just speak, listen also. Because most of us just speak and say, yeah, but what about this and this and this and this is wrong. But have you already listened what the Lord says in your household? Amen. Um, I'm thinking back towards my studies, and um, I had a, a subject that was called visual culture. And they said there, if you want to um, be the best or, or give the best product, you must look at what your advertisement says. You, your product can be not even... Um, can't even be the best it can be the worst but if your advertisement is correct then everyone will buy it so visual culture is a um, you can you can turn the world around with, with visual culture that's a really big um, uh, stumbling block I think in in this day and age where everything is about visual culture everything is on social media everything is on the TV you watch movies and series and you have to feed this beast of your eyes um, uh, but now there's so many things in the media and in the news and in the visual space that you really have to be selective of what you take out because visual culture can make or break a culture. Um, I, I was also thinking about um, God says what what uh, well the Afrikaans is very hard van volles loop mond van oor. You really have to decide today what are you going to put in what what are you going to put in front of your eyes because whatever is in front of your eyes will come out of your mouth mm. um it, it's it's this is not even looking at um uh, scripture or the biblical sphere or christianity this is just from a point of studying visual and media culture um this is how they rule the world a, a, an appealing advertisement mm. um i'm I'm hearing the argument that, that we are saying, and what it seems like is that um, there's a lot of things that are placed in front of us, and we should discern what is God saying and what is He, what is he doing so that we will be in God's will. Um, you are saying the, the visual, just use that word, visual, visual culture. culture. So visual culture in that is, uh, in a sense, it W it's it's what you produce, um, vision. What you let, let people envision, and in a certain way, th the devil has. Well, let's let's not say the devil. The the world has been letting us envision certain things that is not in line with Scripture, 
that is not being um, with the main idea of what Scripture teaches us about what God wants us to, how, how He wants us to walk. And in a certain sense, that is, is I could say, the knee altar. It's, it's busy um, distracting us from the course that we should be on. I want to read just the scripture again in Genesis 3.12. It says, Then the man said, The woman whom you gave to, to be with me, she gave me the fruit of the tree, and I ate. And all of a sudden, we can see that God gave Adam a blessing. And in a certain sense, what he's saying is, Lord, that which you have blessed me with has become my curse. That which you gave me became my stumbling block. And in a certain sense, I got triggered by this thing. Sometimes God gives things to us which is intent to bless us, but we allow that to change our, our way of thinking or what we believe in. Um, so, so I want to say there's many more blessings that God has placed in our lives which we have turned into a curse because we've allowed it to speak louder than what God spoke to us originally about. There's certain things that God is just revealing as we are sitting, even as we're sitting here, I hear the Holy Spirit just say to me that God wants us to turn our eyes back to Him and just allow our hearts to be instructed by His Word. Here verse 13, And then the Lord God said to the women, What is it that you have done? <laughs> now He's inquiring from the women because the man is blaming her. And the women said to this, The serpent deceived me and I ate. And all of a sudden we see it's, and guys, this is, I want to warn the church at this stage that we must be very careful not to fall into deception where we believe that what God has placed, the Bible says that we will overcome by the blood of the Lamb and on the word of our testimony. That there is something that God has loosened in our time. And in Afrikaans, I say, I shall not He will never um, tempt us above what we can, can deal with or what we can handle. And in this, what I believe is, is that it's not a season for blame shifting. It's a season for the church to be responsible and to say, Lord, this is the season where you've placed us in. This is the garden that we are functioning in. And we want to stand up and take responsibility for what's going on all around us. Um, verse 14 says, The Lord God said to the serpent, Because you have done this. He didn't ask him why he's done it. Cursed are you above all livestock and above all beasts and of the field. Of your, on your belly you shall go, and thus you shall eat all the days of your life. And I will put enmity between you and the women, and between your seed and your offspring, and you shall bruise his head, and uh, that whole story. But the, the thing that I see is how I've never seen, has anyone seen a snake that eats dust? Well, dust is flesh, am I right? So, the, the, the Bible states categorically that the snake will live from flesh. That, uh, remember when Jesus told the disciples to go into the, 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 the um, cities and if they, the, the, the people that don't accept them, they must wipe the dust from their feet and then they must carry on. I mean, what's this whole idea of dust? And what I can see is, is how the devil is living off our carnality, our dust ideas. And um, in a certain sense, I, I want to just say to the church this morning that I really believe that God wants to deal with certain carnal things in our lives. Where if there's certain areas where you're struggling in, take it to the Lord in prayer, in humility, and ask the Lord, Lord, help me in this area. Be, be truthful, be honest, and allow the Spirit to deal with certain things in our heart. 
Because so many times we grow full of excuses of why we didn't do what God has called us to do. And again, that's the visual, coming back to the visual culture, is there's a culture where we, we, we look at others and then it becomes my excuse, but that pastor has fallen, or that guy has, has done this, or you know what, um, it's impossible to make it, or now all of a sudden our, our, our lives are disrupted by this virus, nothing can go on. I want to tell you, it's most important for this season that you will take responsibility for what you, you voice with your mouth, for what you declare, for what you speak, because the Bible says that life and death comes out of the mouth. And if you use it, either life or death will proceed from it. And that there's something that needs to happen in this season as you speak differently. I know that we are bound by certain rules. We've got curfews and we've got, we need to wear masks and all these things that they are telling us to do. But we must be very selective of the ground that the church gives up in this season. And especially for you, that's the king, prophet, and priest of your house, that you won't give up territory which God intends for you to have breakthrough in. Hallelujah. Um, I just, when you're reading now this um, about what Adam says um, to God, it just brought me back to that what, does, what doesn't the devil like? He doesn't like unity. And I just seen that he wants this unity between the churches, between families, between um, man and wife. So, and the thing is, we mustn't fall for that to bring, yeah, to bring this this unity in that because everyone is fighting each other. Yes, but this is that what this is saying, and this is the social media. This is that, and that's not important. The unity is the most important because that makes us stronger. And when you were reading about uh, what Adam says to God, or what God about his, about Eve, the, 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 the devil wanted to bring this unity. And I mean, even with the churches, he wants to bring this unity, because that's the first thing he wants to break. And we mustn't fall for that. We must stay actually clear from all the arguments and clear from the bad things. Focus on the unity. Focus on what the Lord said first. Amen. Um, what actually stood out for me in the scripture that you read, Pastor, was um, after they ate of the fruit, they saw that they were naked. And the first thing they did was they hid themselves. And um, to me, they saw their new reality. They saw what the new reality was. They were naked and they hid themselves. And I think we as a church must be careful that we see reality. We see what's happening, that we don't go into hiding. Amen. I think we must really stand up and we must not go into hiding. Even in my personal life, you know, if I look at things around me, I start to ignore them. And that's a form of going into hiding instead of, God, what is your word on my life? What is going to happen in my life? You gave the word. You are responsible for that to happen, not me. Understand? And then I really think we must be careful not to go into hiding once we actually start looking at all these things around us. And I must say there's different forms of hiding. I mean, just um, some people go into hiding because they are disappointed in themselves or for past mistakes, things that they've done wrong. Some people go into hiding, not, not necessarily because of mistakes, but because they feel disappointed in what God was, because they had a preconceived idea of what God should have done, how it should have looked, what the promise should have been. 
And th that's the problem when it comes to the way that we interpret things, especially when it comes to God's Word, is that sometimes we have an idea. And that's why I believe the church must become all more real, must become all more clearer. It must be it, the fellowship of the saints must be, uh, it's, it's very clear that the scripture doesn't excuse anyone's sin. You see David's sin. You see Peter's mistakes and sins. We see the, the fall of Judas. We, and, and that's through scripture. You see Abraham's sin. You see Moses' sin. And the, the word allows us to see that there's a human factor right from the beginning, a, a, a sinful nature within us, but still there's a way how God comes and covers and corrects and helps us into this. And that's what I, I really want to encourage the, 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 the people back at home to, to have an, an expectation to say, Lord, I, I believe that you still have purpose, even though I've missed you at some point or at some time. And even if you, up until right to this moment you've been falsely accusing for having false expectations, having false belief systems concerning um, what's going on around us, be open and, and uh, with the Lord and say, Lord, come and teach me. Show me your way. Show me. Let me discern the plan and purpose that you have for us. Alti. Yes, um, I can't agree with you more, Pastor. Um, for me, the thing that stood out was that the serpent sold something to Adam and Eve. And the same is reality now, that the devil is trying to sell us every day something something new and we must be vigilant and 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 be able to discern what is actually going on um and for me at this point in intimacy with god with christ and and fellowship with god is the crucial most important aspect of individual in a time like this because that will affect um in return the communion of the, the gathering of the saints, the the fellowship between the saints, um, the fruits of the spirit, um, that there will be no division, um, that we will stand firm in our faith, and be able to know when God sp is speaking and and be um, fervent in that, because as I told Pastor Armand, that a lot of people go and they do things according to Scripture. But just as the Israelites, they went to war when God did not say they need to go to war. And they got to beating. People died. Um, but, I, but I know when God sp spoke and they went to war, it was successful. They gained land. They gained freedom. So I think to be in this season, to be attentive to the voice of God in our hearts and to discern every situation um, will... We'll, we'll, will make us grow in this season and also think it's it's the season where the church is going to change and um, my question is what is what is God trying to do in this time um, will church stay the same as it is will it start to evolve is God pushing the church pressuring the church into a direction of change for the good um, so that is the questions I'm asking and and how, as a Christian, and just a normal everyday Christian, how do we adapt without um, using Scripture um, for our flesh? Because that is what Satan did in, with, with the temptation in, in the wilderness. He used Scripture to satisfy flesh. And I think um, 
that is what the devil sold to to Adam and Eve, the serpent in 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 in, in the paradise, um, is that we tend as Christians we want to satisfy our flesh with Scripture, and um, I think that's where the 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 de- the delusionality comes in, and um, it throws everything out of perspective, because then you get the one extremes, the people that lock themselves up in houses, or the other extremes that. Now the scripture says we must go out and preach the good news, heal the sick. And I think we need to go and we need to move where the presence of God is moving. Mm. Um, and just follow his guidance. Amen. Okay. I'm, I'm going to conclude because we're all at that half hour mark. But in, let's just in conclusion just wrap up what we're saying. I, I, in the first one, the, in the first session that we spoke, we, we said that the devil has the tendency to come to us with scripture and quote scripture. I mean, it looks so godly and it looks so nice, but he, he comes and he, he, he uses scripture to confuse those who are of God. It's the same that he did here that we see with Eve. And I think what we need to say is that the character of this old serpent has never changed. He's a liar, a deceiver, and the church needs to be very, we need to be very um, in tune with the Holy Spirit in this season to, mo- to be moved by God, to be paced by God in what God wants us to do, um, to keep ourselves in, in flow with what God is doing next that we will not miss what God is doing in this season. And um, what we see from the beginning is that um, the devil came and he tempted people, and then he, he, he sort of came with a half-truth. It, it looks right, but it's just not right. It looks like if it's the real thing and it's the right way to go, but yet it's not there. So in this, I want us as the church to be sensitive. I want us to say, Lord, lead us, take us beyond ourselves. Show us your way, your plan, so that we will, we, we will not fall away as previous um, generations. I mean, when Israel came to, 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 to the promised land, they were confronted by what they saw, and they came back with a bad report. So we must watch also as we know we're in the season of speaking, we must watch out what our report is. We must know that the report that, that God has for us is, is, is positive and it's life. And we must get ourselves in line with that. So in conclusion, church, there where you are today, why don't you ask the Holy Spirit to, to reveal to you some truths in your life? Maybe there's areas that the devil has been, been lying for us. I mean, even as um, uh, it will, many people will come and quote scriptures and say, yeah, we must be obedient to the governments and all those things. And I agree, it is in line with scripture. But we must be sensitive to the leading of the Holy Spirit of what God wants to do for you and your family right now. And then there's accountability to which, towards one another, which should be part of the whole church. That's why we get together. That's why you get yourself in relationship in 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 a marriage where, where it's, it's peer-to-peer accountability. And maybe if you're not there at this stage, I just want to do a prayer for you. Let's just close our eyes. and Father, thank you, Lord, that you have a heart for the lost. And Lord, even as we speak about this cunning serpent and all these things that's going on around us, 
that you still have a plan and a purpose for us. Lord, we want to ask, Lord, that you will establish our ways and that you will help us, Lord, that we will, will focus on your plans and your purposes in this season. Give us sound judgment and discernment. Lord, more than that, help us to be intact with that which the Holy Spirit is doing in this season. In Jesus' mighty name. If you've never come to the point where you've received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, I want to challenge you just there where you are in your house. Just pray a simple prayer with me and just ask the Lord Jesus to come and to, to, to live in your life and surrender your life to Him. And that means if you surrender your life, that you, you become under the influence of the Holy Spirit. So you will not live your life for yourself, but for Him and Him alone. So, Father, I pray for every person who's not received you in their lives. May they experience growth and the acceleration of your spirit as you take them beyond themselves to live for you and you alone in Jesus' mighty name. Amen.